a little backstory. A few years ago, my neighbor moved out, abandoning more than half a dozen cats. We fed and took care of the ones that we could, and eventually found homes for most. There was one that my kids just fell in love with. She was friendly and never had any aggression towards our other two indoor cats when they would sit at the patio door, so we ended up adopting her. She was a seamless fit into our family, but there was and still is something about her that just seems different. By the way, her name is Honey. On to the story with a little context to help paint the picture. Since the day we brought her into the house, which was about two years before this specific incident, every morning when my two teenage kids would go out to wait for the bus, Honey would go with them. We would have the same routine, Monday through Friday, and wake up, get ready. When the kids would be getting their shoes on, she would sit patiently by the door to go out to wait for the bus with them. As long as it wasn't raining, she would always sit with them at the end of the driveway. If it was raining, she would sit under my car, directly in my line of sight, and watch from there until the bus came. As soon as they were picked up, she would run back up the driveway and come back inside where her and my other two cats would sit on their mats and wait for their morning treats. I always stood at the door watching them get on the bus. I know I said they're teenagers, but I stand there so I can let Honey back in after they were picked up. So, our day started out the same. It was raining, so Honey was sitting under my car... I was standing at the screen door for about ten minutes. The bus pulls up, and the kids get on. I get ready to open the door for Honey, but for the first time, she didn't come right to the door. I opened it, hoping to prompt her to come in, and she didn't move. It was so abnormal for her not to come right in that I thought that maybe there was something wrong. I scooched down a little to make sure her fur wasn't caught on the undercarriage of my car, and it wasn't. I waited, I would say, about a minute or two longer, and gave her one last look to see if she had decided to come in. But she was still loafed out under my car, and since I needed to get on with my day, I figured I would check in a few minutes later to see if she changed her mind. As I went to shut the main door... I pushed on it lightly, and it wouldn't close. I nudged a little harder, and there was a little give, but still, it wouldn't shut all the way. So I opened the door, and that's when I saw the reason for why my door wouldn't shut. Sandwiched in between the screen door and the main door was honey. But this was impossible for two reasons. For one, I had just seen her still sitting under my car. For two, our screen door isn't all screen. I guess it may be considered more of a storm door, where the bottom part is metal and the top part has the option to slide a glass panel down to have the screen open on the top half. So, it's not like she ran through some hole in the screen and then got stuck. I pushed on the metal panel from both sides. If she'd somehow gotten through it with brute force... It would have been loud, and the metal part was solid. There was no way through it. And again, there was no way for her to get from under my car to in between the two doors in the one or two seconds between me looking at her one last time to me closing the main door. So, was this a glitch? After I stood there for probably way too long looking between my car and the door, trying to wrap my head around what just happened, I remembered that we had recently upgraded our home security cameras, and I could access all of it on my phone. I pulled up the part that I wanted and watched. First, my daughter walks out, then Honey and her behind my son. You can see Honey go under my car and then... Nothing. She never comes back out. You can't see her on video under the car, and there's one blind spot for that specific camera that she could...
could have walked through the bushes and it wouldn't have been picked up. But that would mean that she would have had to have run through the bushes, around the house, to the back door, somehow gotten through a locked slash closed door or window, and then gotten between the two doors in less than a second or two without me seeing her. Honestly, a glitch in the Matrix makes more sense than that scenario. I watched the video until way past the time of the incident just to be sure that there was no other doppelganger cats hanging around. I spent two hours going over the other cameras, and specifically the one that would catch the angle of the bush. And no cat walked from under my car into the bush, and there were no other cats in my yard that morning. I will note, this is not the first incident like this. It was just the first one that I couldn't explain away by just remembering wrong, or thinking that I was just imagining it. I honestly could not explain what happened that morning, and before I came across Glitch in the Matrix YouTube videos, I really didn't have any form of reference to help me wrap my head around all of it. I'd never really heard any stories like the ones I've been listening to, I had heard the term, but never gave it much thought. But after hearing all of these different accounts of odd, unexplainable situations, it gave me the answer that I needed. Even though that answer has changed me at the very core as far as my beliefs, as far as what I thought reality was, and so much more, but I, I think you get it. I'm sorry for how long this is, but... For anyone who's ever had something like this happen, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that all you want to do is explain anything and everything in a way that people will feel even just a tiny bit of the extraordinary, scary, unbelievable feelings you felt while going through an event like this. My boyfriend and I were supposed to go to a wedding together, but he's a very antisocial person, so I went alone. He jokingly told me not to pick up anyone at the reception, and I laughed it off. Why would something like that happen? It turned out, at the party, I was standing next to a very engaging guy who started to flirt with me. We had a great deal in common and we ended up sitting at the bride and groom's table together. I was having a really great time, and was feeling a little guilty about how much I was enjoying the company of this guy. However, at one point, I decided to excuse myself to go to the bathroom. I pushed my chair back, and he reached out his arm to steady me, and my hand went to his shoulder. As I did that, just as you would see in the movies with memories, I literally saw my entire life flash before my eyes with he and I in it. I saw us fall in love, marry, have children, face separation, divorce, everything. It happened at a rapid speed, yet I could feel every emotion of every moment. I removed my hand from his shoulder, and he looked at me and smiled. No time had passed during that flashback. No one seemed to notice but me. Needless to say, I was absolutely confused. Years later, I met him in a capacity to actually ask him about that day, and he was nonplussed, so I never told him anything about it. So, this happened in July of 2021, and it's really bothered me, but I haven't told anyone until this post. I work for DoorDash and was working later than usual, and it was getting dark. Pretty much fully dark, so I would guess around 8pm. I had finished a delivery and was about to pull onto a six-lane main street with center turning lane, out of a neighborhood-slash-residential road. 
The road I'm trying to turn right onto is pretty dead. I look left and see a few cars with headlights on almost a block away at a stoplight. I pull out, and as I do so, I check one more time at the distance of the cars. I don't remember seeing the cars at the light, but now there is a black sedan bearing down on me. And I mean right there, about to hit me. I could still recall exactly what it looked like. The shape of the headlights, the lights were on, and everything. I freeze up and prepare for impact while trying to accelerate out of its way, even though I know it's too late. Nothing happens. I look in all mirrors, turn and look behind me, and only see the other cars I had seen before now approaching but still at a distance. I end for the night, and I head home, completely shaken. There's no way I could have dodged that car, and it turned the corner onto the road I was on without hitting me. This is the only way I can explain it vanishing, but it makes no sense. At the speed I was going, at least 40 miles per hour, the speed limit on that road, it would have had to have slammed its brakes, but I also heard nothing. I had this eerie feeling as I drove home that I was dead. I could not shake it for weeks. Now, at this point, I'm sure that I'm not a ghost, but I still cannot let go of the feeling that something is off. Maybe I glitched into a reality where I died or was badly injured. T-boned on the driver's side at 40 miles per hour would not be good, I imagine. And then glitched either back or maybe I ended up in a different reality from the one that I started in. I feel crazy just saying that, but I just know even now that something is not the same since then. Some things in my life are different since then, too. I don't want to make this too long, but here's a short description of a few of the things that stand out to me. My significant other's stepmother hates me. She was really friendly before, but just kind of snobby. She's a rich person. But since then, she's always hostile when we visit. Making rude or snide remarks, and or giving me the cold shoulder the whole time. My best friend is really distant. She suddenly stopped reaching out to me, and when I reach out to her... She only replies with a few words and then stops. We used to chat for hours almost every day before that. I tried getting to the bottom of it, and she keeps referring to falling out and drifting apart, like it's something that happened over a long period of time. I don't want to weird her out with too many questions, but I just don't recall that. To me... It seemed like she suddenly went longer than usual without talking to me. I'm slowly rebuilding our relationship, but I'm still not sure what from. I'm less anxious about sex. I experienced abuse as a child and adolescent that left me afraid of sex. Suddenly, I'm just able to do it and enjoy it far easier with my significant other than before. We rarely did, barely once a month before this... And now I can do it much more regularly without the difficult mental struggle that came before. I can still recall the trauma, but it suddenly doesn't bother me now. My significant other even complained before about how little we had sex, but has never mentioned being glad that we do it more frequently now or anything. Just seems like that's how it is. There's Facebook memories that I don't remember so sometimes I'll scroll Facebook memories, and I can remember most of them, or I can shrug them off and say, it seems like something I would have shared back then, but sometimes one will pop up that I cannot recall posting it at all. These are usually things I write out myself, what I was doing that day, or my feelings or something, which is not something I do much. But... Every week or so, I see one ranging from a year ago to ten or more years ago. That just makes me think, why did I post that? 
I don't remember saying or feeling that way at all. That's not like me, etc. There are other small changes that are less important, but these ones I take note of every day. Thanks for reading my long post. <laughs> I hope to hear people's ideas about what may be going on or what kind of glitch I may have experienced that I've struggled with. I live in the Caribbean, and I was home alone this day. Uh, consider an L-shaped space facing the other way. I was sitting in the kitchen table, and just off of that space you can see right out to the drying yard, where we hang sheets and laundry sometimes to save on the light bill. The room before that is the laundry room. I got up and went to the kitchen and then thought that I might put out some laundry that was hanging in that room. I took up the key that was hanging on the wall outside the laundry, and considered opening the gates to the drying yard to put said laundry out. But then, I decided not to bother, as I could see that the sky was overcast. Instead, I just left the keys on the ironing board, I remember having an internal monologue with myself about this decision, and then I went back to the kitchen. Here is where the story gets odd. I got a call from my cousin in Canada, and as he spoke to me, all the pores raised on my body. It was not what he had said to me, but the fact that as he was speaking to me, Something made me walk with the phone to the hallway between the laundry room and the drying yard. The gate was wide open, and the keys were where I left them. Needless to say, I cut the conversation short and retraced my steps a few times. I have no idea how this happened. The thing about moments like this is that they seem way too small and insignificant to be real. However, this happened in such a blink that I cannot believe that I'm wrong. The gate always makes a sound when you open it. It's a wrought iron gate, and the lock is a tricky one that demands that you jiggle it a few times just to open it. Surely, if I had opened it in that nanosecond, I would have remembered doing it. I'll start with saying that this is not the first odd thing that I've experienced, but it is the first time something has happened that could be construed as a glitch. So, the other day, during late afternoon, I needed to pick up something from the shop which is 500 meters away. I wanted to take my dog with me for a walk, so we took the bike track behind where my house is. The track is on a levee bank, and a highway runs parallel. So, it isn't a very spooky-looking place. It's more just average. I take the same walk at least a few times a week. As my dog and I were around halfway through our walk, the thought that I may have recently experienced a glitch popped up in my mind. But I said to myself, Ha ah, well, it's just one of those things that's too hard to determine from lack of memory or paying attention, so who knows. Then, suddenly, just as that thought concluded, I feel a jerk and hear a sort of metal clicking sound. I look down at my dog thinking, oh no, thinking that the lead or leash clip had broken. It hadn't. I also saw his council registration tag lying on the ground. Now, the thing with these tags is, they're quite hard plastic, and are fastened around the dog's collar ring, the metal part that you attach the leash to. It's like a very short cable tie, and it wasn't broken at all. Thankful that the leash wasn't actually broken, I clipped it back onto the metal ring, picked up the tag to put it in my bag, and then went on my way, thinking, eh, time to write my glitch story to As the Raven Dreams. 
it felt pretty strange due to the timing. How I was just thinking about how I've suspected some glitches, but not enough to be proof in my mind, if you know what I mean. When we got back home, I thought that maybe, just maybe, the metal ring on the collar was stretched and that the tag maybe came off that way. But when I looked, I saw that the metal part was one seamless ring. No gaps. This is the only place the tag was, and even so, how does it account for the plastic tag, which is in a loop like a cable tie, coming off? It really doesn't seem to make any sense, and now I don't even see how I can put it back on. It feels like I was disappointed that I didn't have a glitch to tell, a story about, so the universe threw me a glitch. So, here is my glitch to you, Raven. I hope that you and others enjoy. I've sent you three stories already, and all of them happened to me. I'm so grateful to finally be able to send them to someone who may be able to add them to their other stories and produce some plausible explanations for all of it. My first time slip experience happened when I was a child. I was about 12 and I went to a church bazaar with my aunt. We were walking around, taking part in the usual things, games, buying cake or ice cream, and we circled back a few times to one area where a lot of men were gambling to get some very expensive prize. My auntie looked at me and said, You're a very lucky person. Let's try your luck at what they're doing. I remember looking at her and saying, Are you sure? Those men are trying to win alcohol. Will they let me play? She said not to worry, and we walked over. The game in question required you to match the right card with the one under the expensive array of bottles of alcohol. We'd stood up long enough to see what was causing the frenzy. However, when she said what she said to me, we walked over towards the game itself. As I stood up and looked at the entire layout of all the bottles and the cards, I felt as though I was watching every single card facing up. It was so absurd that I didn't even hesitate. I just said, of course, that one. I didn't need to take several turns. I did it right away. I won the expensive alcohol. The game came to a shuddering end of great disappointments to all of who were gambling. My aunt was vindicated in seeing me as lucky. I'll never forget how easy it seemed. The cards in my mind were all revealed, and I just knew what to do as if I had always known. I've had one more experience like that as an adult, and I always wonder what it would take to do it again. What I do know is the time seems to slow down completely, and you have to be very calm and very clear about what you're going to do, and then absolutely ignore everything else. I run a custom trim shop slash hardwood lumber yard. Both glitches involve longtime customers, guys who I know on site. The first time it happened was around 2010. We had a few contractors who did enough business with us that they had accounts. They could just sign for material rather than the usual payment on delivery model. I'm not saying all contractors are shady, but... There are a lot of fly-by-night guys who say they'll pay when the job is done, but you never hear from them again. I get that not everyone has the capital to lay out for material, but I've been burned enough to know the difference between an established business and the cash-on-delivery guys. Anyway, we'll call this customer Mr. C. One day, Mr. C comes in and his left hand is heavily bandaged. Obviously, I ask what happened. 
Mr. C was cutting a piece of plywood on a table saw by himself. Halfway through, it started to fall off the table. He put his hand down to push it back onto the table, and he sliced the top of his middle finger, half of his ring finger, and all of his pinky finger off. We talked about it, and agreed how table saws are the most dangerous tools. I actually know more guys who've been injured from nail guns, but I was being sympathetic. Anyway, I didn't see Mr. C for five or six weeks. I saw he had an order ready for pickup one day, and I made sure that I was in the shop. I wanted to say hi and check on how he was holding up after his accident. When I walked up to the loading dock, Mr. C and one of our employees were loading red oak baseboards into his box van. Mr. C was using both hands. Both fully fingered hands. I didn't say anything. I just helped them load the material into the van and made sure the paperwork was in order. After he pulled out, I said something to my employee about how I thought Mr. C had cut his fingers from his left hand. My employee just looked at me weird and said he didn't know what I was talking about. This employee knew about Mr. C's accident. He was there the day Mr. C showed up in bandages. I know that we discussed it, and nail guns. No one in the shop knew what I was talking about, so I let it go. Mr. C officially retired a few years ago with all of his fingers. My second glitch actually had a witness. July of 2018, I was eating lunch in the break room with one of our older employees. We weren't talking, just eating our microwaved leftovers and staring at our phones. He grunts and says, oh, Mr. K died. I was taken aback and he shows me the obituary. Mr. K had been killed in an automobile accident the previous weekend. Arrangements were scheduled at the local funeral home on Friday. I felt bad that I couldn't go to the calling hours. Mr. K had been a friend of my grandpa's. They were both carpenters. My kid had friends coming for a sleepover that night, and I wasn't going to cancel it to go to calling hours for a guy that I really didn't know. My dad was going anyway so our family was still represented. Fast forward to January of 2019, that same employee walks into the office and says he has a customer that requires my assistance. That's our usual code for, here's a Karen that we don't want to deal with. I walk out to the warehouse, and standing there is Mr. K. Longtime employee walks behind Mr. K., looking at me with his eyebrows raised so high that they're disappearing into his ball cap. I was stunned. I greeted him, shook his hand. I asked him how he'd been doing. He said he's been fine. We found the couple of boards that he needed for his project. He paid and was on his way. As he was pulling out, our employee said, I swear, I thought he was dead. Amazed that I wasn't the only one this time, I agreed. We talked for a while about how we both remember reading the obituary. I went back to the office and called my dad. I asked him if Mr. K was alive, and he said that he hadn't heard otherwise. My dad didn't remember going to a funeral. I've only talked to my employee about it one other time. We just chalked it up to an oddity. But... It still weirds me out. I apologize in advance if this comes across as rambling. I'm just at my wit's end and don't know what to do. It started a few months ago. I would put something down and walk away and come back a few moments later, and it wouldn't be there. It would either be in a completely different place, or would just seemingly cease to exist. I chalked it up to being sleep-deprived. My partner and I both work nights, 
and absent-mindedly doing things or just misremembering in general. Then, it got weirder. I was getting ready for a date night and wanted to take a shower, but couldn't find my shaving cream anywhere. My shaving cream bottle is all white with a purple cap. I own nothing that looks similar to that in any way, and neither does my partner. He helped me search our small bathroom for over an hour trying to find it. Pulling everything out of the linen closet in the bathroom, checking every drawer and even the cabinet under the sink. We could not find it anywhere. After putting everything away and returning the counter around the sink to normal, I was confused but thought maybe I'd run out and just forgotten that I had used the last of it. My partner leaves the bathroom, closing the door behind him, and I hop in the shower. After 20 minutes, I finish up and get out, only to find the shaving cream sitting in the middle of our pink sink. I called for my partner and he was just as confused as I was. We argued for a few minutes because I thought he was messing with me, but he was insistent that he hadn't snuck back in during my shower to place it in the sink and was genuinely upset that I thought he would mess with me like that. I apologized and we moved on from it, but it still bothered me when I would think about it. Fast forward a month, and on Saturday he heads to work like normal. I start to get hungry, and I decide to make French toast. I get everything set up and ready, pulling out a plate and putting my slices of bread on it before whipping together the eggs and milk. Getting my pan and spatula ready, I pull the butter out of the fridge and place it on the counter next to the plate. Right before I turned the stove on, I felt nature's call and headed to the bathroom to pee really quick before continuing. Our dog follows me and is hanging out while I do my thing and no more than two minutes later, I'm back in the kitchen turning the stove on. I turn to grab the butter off of the counter, and it's just... gone. Not there. I tried not to jump to conclusions. I checked the fridge seven times. I checked the cabinets that I had gone in to grab out what I needed to make the French toast. I even checked the trash can to see if I had accidentally tossed it out when I got rid of the eggshells. No signs of the missing butter. The cat has never stolen anything off the counter before, but I figured it was a more rational explanation than the butter just ceasing to exist. I went to see if she had smuggled it off and found her asleep on the couch, butter-free. I know the dog couldn't have taken it, because she was with me the entire time that I was out of the kitchen. I freaked out a bit. I started messaging my friends in our group chat about what was going on, and one of them FaceTimed me to help me recheck everywhere in case I just wasn't seeing it. I ended up having a panic attack after 30 minutes of searching over this call with no signs of the butter. We retraced every step I had taken, and even looked in the bathroom to see if I had brought it with me. I cleaned up everything I had taken out and refused to go back into the kitchen out of fear of the butter reappearing somewhere I had searched that my friend confirmed was butterless. It's been days now, and I still haven't found the butter or even a wrapper to prove that it existed. I tried to talk to my partner about it and he thought maybe it was carbon monoxide poisoning, but we checked our detector and it was working normally, so... It doesn't appear to be that. I feel like I'm going crazy. Well, last weekend, I took a trip for my birthday with my partner to a small mountain town in Colorado. We're from Denver, so... We drive in the mountains a lot, and I'm fairly accustomed to it. We decided to take a nice drive and enjoy the scenery. If you've ever been to Colorado, you know that the weather can change quickly in the mountains. We were driving on Highway 285, 
through a valley that was dry with no snow, and had to pass through a tunnel on the slope up to exit the valley. The tunnel slightly sloped upwards, and there was some snow-slash-precipitation on the other side of the tunnel outside of the valley. Continuing on, we reached the peak of that set of mountains, and went through a second tunnel which was quite icy. The tunnels in this stretch of land are very long and windy, because they cut through the mountains. It was really icy and made my partner and myself nervous to be driving on roads in those conditions, especially with the curves. After passing through the second icy tunnel, we immediately started going downhill into another valley that was getting hit pretty hard by a snowstorm. At this point, we've both made a comment about how we were nervous that we would have to go back uphill in all of this snow, so I took the next possible turnoff and turned around to head back to our Airbnb. I'd been riding the brakes the whole way down the mountain, basically just sliding towards where I wanted to go and hoping no animals jumped out in front of us. At this point, we'd probably driven about half a mile, all downhill, into the base of this valley. We ended up turning around in a ski area parking lot, so I know we were at the base of the valley because we were at the base of the ski lifts. Logically, we had driven downhill to get into the base of the valley, and both my partner and I have vivid memories of driving downhill and being notably nervous about backtracking in the snow. I turned our car around specifically because we were going downhill too much, and we were dreading the difficulties we might face going back up. However, here is where we experienced the glitch. After I turned around at the ski area parking lot, we headed back towards our Airbnb. We both were holding our breaths because the snow was heavy, roads were slick, and we were about to go up a slippery mountain. But I never, never had to take my foot off the brake. Again, while I rode the brakes the entire way into the valley before turning around, I rode my brakes the entire way back to the icy tunnel. When I say rode my brakes, I mean I had to literally pump my brakes to stop from sliding out on the steep, slippery mountainside. I didn't touch the gas pedal once. When we got to the icy tunnel, I knew that we had somehow gotten up the mountain by going downhill. We both audibly questioned if this was the correct tunnel. Did we go the wrong way? Was this the right tunnel? Had we been going downhill the whole time? No, really, we were going downhill. Why are we still going downhill? We both were absolutely shocked. There was no doubt that we went downhill in both directions. We both were so nervous about our circumstances because we were sliding down a mountain into a valley. We also turned around at a ski lift area, which are at the bases of the mountains. It had to be downhill to get there. But when we left the valley, we just slid back out on another downslope. Sure enough, a short distance later, we went through the first tunnel, and were back in our original valley. We were at our Airbnb in no time, and most definitely did not take a wrong turn. Honestly, we were both pretty grateful for it, the glitch. It was a scary situation that came at us fast. We feared being stuck at the bottom of a snowy valley, but made it home easily on a glitch. More bizarre, less creepy story, but it one that still lingers in the back of my mind to this day. It was only two years ago, so it's still a pretty fresh memory. I was taking a walk around my neighborhood because the weather was nice, and decided it would be nice to get a little cardio in. So, I left my house at about 1 in the afternoon, and made my way to the local high school. 
I decided I would walk to the campus, then double back and head home. It's a decent distance away, so going to and from was ideal for a walk. After about 20 minutes, I was a block away from the campus and could view the top of the building from where I was. There I was, at almost the corner closest to the school, a block away. At that corner, a black, slim car turned the corner, passed me, and drove down the street. However, I'm a very anxious and bored person, so the minute I noticed people, of course I would be interested in the micro-journey that I was witnessing. In other words, I turned my head to watch the car after only a few seconds of it turning the corner. The car was gone. Completely vanished. Note that I'm still at the far corner of a city block, which means that there should still be a good 20 seconds or so before the car can even turn again. Not to mention, why would the car turn? If it wanted to go to my right instead of my left, it could just keep driving straight. Sure, he could just have a house on that side of the block, but I felt it a worthy thing to mention. Puzzled? I stood there for a few seconds before turning back around and continuing forward. Another strange thing caught my eye then, an old woman watering her garden off to my right. Okay, cool, I wasn't the only witness. However, I shook my head and just assumed that all of that was just a coincidence. I looked straight ahead again, towards the school, only for that same car to be turning right in front of me again, passing me. Again. Vanishing. Again. Once my eyes had followed suit as it left my immediate vision. Now it was weird. The same black car had turned this same corner and vanished behind me for a split few seconds. It wasn't in the view twice now. It was such an anomaly. I had never witnessed things like this before, and I haven't since. But some things to note... There's no way that it's an optical illusion where the car just barely manages to look like it's vanished by hiding behind another car closer in view. The city block was stretched far enough that I could still see anything in the road. Not to mention, there were no parked cars in the street immediately to my side. Of course, there were a few sprinkled about, but nothing directly next to me. It was not a dream. I'm just reviewing as a memory on accident. The amount of detail is too much for someone like me who constantly forgets dreams. I was not deep in thought, nor listening to music, just going with the flow of my walk. I was focusing more on the heat than anything else. That means there's no way the time just passed a lot faster than I thought, unless I was just really intensely paying attention to the sky or the school. There's no room to explain that. I wasn't exactly paying attention to the noises around me, and I have no recollection of car engines. Sorry. So, any thoughts? Okay, so I haven't thought about this in years, but... This sub uh, brought this incident back to the forefront of my mind. It was July 4th of 2011, and obviously in the US, that's Independence Day, so I got together with a group of friends to go out. But because the 4th of July was on a weekday that year, I had an early shift the following day, so I decided that I shouldn't get drunk. The night was fun, but... Around 8, I decided I should try to get back to my side of town before the fireworks started, because I figured traffic and people drunk driving would get worse if I stayed at my friend's house until after the fireworks. So, I'm driving up this narrow side street going up towards my house. But, this side street is one many of the locals use to get from my neighborhood to our south side, which is a major drinking and partying hotspot. Anyway, 
I had on this very distinctive and obnoxious American flag shirt, where the badise part had red and white stripes, and the arms were blue with white stars. I bought the shirt from a thrift store, and I had never seen anyone wear something similar, but who knows. Anyway, as I'm driving down the street, I see what looks like a woman with a similar shirt as mine passed out face down on the sidewalk. Like, she looked like something was seriously wrong, too. Like, she had face-planted into the ground or something. So I decided to pull over and go and check on her, but because the street is so narrow, you can't just double park. You have to go and find a place to pull over. So, I park down the block and go back to help this lady. I've been down this road many times throughout my life, so I know the landmarks well, and I knew exactly where she had been laying. Also, even though I had to park down the street, I literally ran back to her, so it couldn't have been more than three or four minutes max. So I get to where I knew I saw her, and there's nothing. No sign of anyone, no one walking down the street, or anything. It was so bizarre, and I got the chills. So, I decided to just drop it and go back to my car. As I'm getting ready to cross the street again, this car comes speeding up the street towards me, and before I could even think, it crashes smack into the retaining wall right by where I was standing, just literally seconds before. Then this nutjob backs out and drives off. So one of the neighbors comes out and we call the police, and I helped file a police report and then went home. When I got home, I called my mom to tell her about what happened because I was still so shaken up, and she's the one who started putting things together, and made me really think about this as if it's a glitch in the Matrix. She felt like I had somehow witnessed some alternative reality where I saw myself dead on the sidewalk, because in that reality, maybe a car struck me earlier than the car that had arrived in this dimension. I don't know. I didn't really know what to make of it then, and I suppose that I still don't, but coming here on Reddit today makes me think it was maybe just another glitch in the Matrix. Hey all so I'm new to this sub and was inspired to share the glitchy things that occurred with a cat, not ours, at the first place that my now husband and I rented together. It was a beautiful spot. Honestly, we lucked out with this rental. The owners lived in the main house and had two small rentals in a pole barn on the property. Multiple acres out in the country, it had a pool, a lake, and a rock quarry. Owners used to crush up gravel in his own business, and we found all kinds of things in the quarry with permission to keep whatever. Quartz, amethyst, fossils, colored glass, etc. Anywho, they also had some outdoor cats. And I can't remember the name of the cat in question, so for the story, we're going to call her Kit. There were multiple incidents with Kit, but two stood out the most. Both times I was coming home from work. I worked as a florist at the time. To get to our place, I had to drive to the right of and park behind the pole barn, where our apartment's entrance was located. As I'm pulling in, I look to the left of the pole barn, still on the front side of the building, and I saw Kit but there was also like six to eight copies of the same cat, all identical to Kit, and I'm not sure which one was the real one. They were sitting on these large decorative rocks just watching my car pull in. This was probably about 20 feet from my car. I wasn't driving super fast, and it took me a second to register what I was seeing, I didn't really process the information until I was pulling behind the barn. By the time I walked to the front of the building to check again, Kit was gone. The second time, Kit was pregnant. 
working at the flower shop, if we had flowers that were no longer sellable, I could take home all the unsellables. I often did, and had some leftover carnations on this day. As I was pulling into the driveway, I saw, to the left of the barn, the landlord's granddaughter playing with the small kitten. After I parked, I decided to walk over to the granddaughter and give her the carnations. She was excited about the flowers, but was really confused when I commented that Kit must have had her kittens. She just continued to look at me confused, so I went on to explain that I thought I saw her playing with one of the kittens when I pulled up toward the house. She said, no, Kit's still pregnant, and kept staring at me like I had three heads. So I quickly made my way back to my apartment, quite embarrassed and now confused myself. Kit had her babies a short time later. Other bizarre things definitely happened while we lived out there, but these moments stood out to me as being glitchy. So, this happened a few years ago. I was driving back from college. I live in the Finlands in the UK, and anyone who knows the Fenlands knows that roads are limited. I was driving towards Eli at the Sutton Roundabout. I lived in the countryside, and there was really only one way to get to my house from where I was coming from, and it was the way that I was going. It was rush hour, and I was stuck in slow-moving traffic. Bored, I was looking around at the other side of the road, and I spotted my dad's car, driving in the opposite direction. His car was a bright blue Citroen Picasso. He got it when they first came out, and there weren't many of these cars in our area, so it did catch my eye. Not to mention his number plate ended with Ha Ha. I looked at the number plate first, and there it was. Number, 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 ha ha. Surprised, I looked up, and there were my parents. Both were looking really angry. I waved to get their attention, wondering what was wrong. They didn't look. They just carried on looking straight forward. I was a bit concerned with how angry they looked and the fact that they didn't notice I was sitting only a few cars in front of them. Not to mention, I was easy to spot. I had a bright orange Corza at the time, not easy to miss and very rare color for any car. So usually people who knew me noticed my car before I saw them. I couldn't really stop as the traffic was moving and... I couldn't turn around. As I said, the road was packed and there were no safe places to pull over. For my direction, I was about 10 minutes from home, so I thought it was best to carry on home and then ring Mum's phone as she wasn't driving to see what was wrong. I sort of raced home once I got off the main road and onto the back lanes. We had quite a long winding drive with huge bushes on either side so you couldn't really see our drive or the house from the angle of the road. As I drove up the drive, I was shocked to see my dad's car sitting in front and center of the drive, in its usual place. Confused, I parked up and ran in the house to find my dad and mom sitting in the living room. I asked them what was wrong, forgetting that there was no way that they got home first. They both looked perplexed and said nothing. I asked how they got home before me, and they said they hadn't left the house all day. Dad hadn't been well, so they were relaxing all day watching TV. I still wonder what I saw. It was their car. Same number plate. Mum was even wearing her distinctive raincoat. Even if they were pulling a prank on me, there is no way they would have gotten home before me. There is no road they could have slipped down to beat me to the house. I'm a senior at college, 
and I've had the same backpack since my freshman year. It's a simple gray leather backpack with three compartments, and one small compartment with a zipper inside the biggest one. It also doesn't have any cloth lining on the inside. The incidents have only started happening this week. On Monday, I put a new lipstick in the smallest compartment where I usually put my makeup and stationery. I didn't use it or even take it out the whole morning, and when I tried using it in the afternoon, I couldn't find it anywhere in my bag. The only other person who had access to my bag was my best friend, and he's a guy who doesn't use makeup at all. The two of us turned my whole bag inside out, and when we couldn't find the lipstick, he suggested that I probably forgot it at home, and I must have just thought that I took it with me. I agreed, but when I got home, I still could not find the lipstick anywhere. I was so adamant about finding it because I had just bought it last week and it was kind of expensive. Fast forward to yesterday, we were having coffee with some friends before our classes started for the day. I myself hadn't even opened my bag after leaving the house, and it was literally on my back the whole time. I opened it to get my wallet, and the first thing I see in there is the lipstick. I immediately showed it to my best friend, and we were shocked because we had both turned the stupid thing inside out the previous day, and I'd even texted him that night telling him I hadn't found the lipstick at home. If this was the only time it had happened, I probably wouldn't have given it too much afterthought. On my way home yesterday, I bought a pack of cigarettes. I'm trying to quit, but it's hard, I won't lie and I kept it in my bag. Me and my best friend smoked a few, and there were at least six left. I even remembered thinking that I won't have to buy another pack for the night, and then I got home, tried to smoke one, and could not find the whole pack. I texted my friend asking if he accidentally took it, but he said he was sure he saw me put it back into my bag. And, just like the lipstick... I found the cigarette pack in my bag again this morning. I live with my aunt. She works a lot, and we're barely ever home at the same time, so it couldn't have been her. That, and the fact that she never goes into my room, it doesn't really wear makeup at all, she's a nurse, and she doesn't smoke. I really don't know what to make of it all, but in my own theory... Unless something paranormal randomly decided to start messing with me, there's a pocket dimension in my backpack where things get teleported for a day. I've been thinking about it so much, and I just had to share it somewhere. I experienced a time glitch about five years ago, and I'm still trying to figure out if there's a rational explanation. At the time, I was working in an office in Cork City Center, and the car park I used was over a kilometer away. There were a few different routes from the office to the car park, but it was all uphill on the way back to the car. If I took the shortest route, and really rushed, practically ran... On a nice day, it would take at least nine minutes. If I walked at usual pace, it would take up to 14 minutes as there are several roads that need to be crossed. The day in question, I left the office along with three of my work colleagues. We left at bang on 5pm. I checked with the others later and yes, we left at exactly 5pm. The four of us walked part of the way together, and then the other three branched off as they used another nearer and more expensive car park. At the time, I used my walk to the car park to practice mindfulness. I tuned into my surroundings, listened to the sounds, looked at the people, experienced being in the moments, etc., etc. 
I remember climbing the steep stone steps at Kayser's Quay beside Elizabeth Fort, and the next thing I was aware of was rounding the corner onto Tower Street. I got into my car totally confused. There was a big gap on my route. I got into my car, and the time in my car was showing as 17.07. Same on my watch. I turned on the car radio, and time check announced of seven minutes past five. I could not have gotten there that fast, particularly as the first part of the walk included chatting with three work colleagues. I racked my memory for the walk to the car, and there is a huge gap. I have no memory at all of walking along several streets. What is particularly strange is that one of my neighbors works in a dentist's surgery along the route, and I would have usually waved in the window at her as I passed. So I would always look to see if she was still working, but I have no memory whatsoever of that section of the route. I would also add that Cork City is pretty old, and the area that I was walking in is one of the oldest sections. Did I walk into some time loop and it gets spat out in a different place? I've thought about this over and over, but I cannot explain it. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.